Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. We are your three favorite internet friends, and the show is literally what the title says. We do beard stuff, talking about beard products, beard reviews. We do brews, we do, which is carbonated beverages, I contained alcohol, and we also do whiskeys and bourbons. And I guess I should introduce who we are before I dive into what the show is. I am your host, Greg Scott. With me, I have two of the most excellent gentlemen you will ever find on the internet. Who's with me today? Jay Beaverton. And uh, Tommy G. Right on, right on, right on. So if you live outside the state of Florida and are not in the Southwest burning up with the heat, you might maybe notice that fall is maybe just around the corner. Maybe temperatures have dropped just a smidge. Maybe you get a little nice cooler, drier weather out there, or if you're in the desert and it's draining like three or four months worth of water at one time for Burning Man, you know, whatever. We are moving into the fall, which means we are getting all of the fall beers. We're getting all the Oktoberfest and Marzins, which are the same thing. Getting a lot of pumpkin out there, guys, and ladies who like pumpkin spice. So that is... I'm going to break in here for a second. Pumpkin spice latte has hit stores officially so yeah that's it's back yeah i just wanted that's to tell what... you because you seem excited about it because you mentioned it i think every pretext we have for the show I'm like what about a pumpkin beer what about a pumpkin beer i like pumpkin beers i'm basic bitch but uh no they're good i just it's you get burned out on them sometimes because there's just so many of them now and yeah i I hear you opening a beer, Jim. Are you pre- preparing for our fall beer? What? You heard that? What? Oh, crap. Maybe. Well, with that wonderful segue, <laughs> we're going to have an Oktoberfest or a fall beer, which is a Marzen, you know, your German style beer. And I will turn it over to Jimmy here and he'll tell you about it. Well, you were the one reading about Marzen's before, and right? So, I mean, you could <laughs> yeah. also comment if you want. Not supposed to. to say that. Oh, come on, man. I'm, li- I'm lifting <laughs> the curtain up. I the, 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 almost said the viewers. The listeners want to know what what our process is. Come on. All right, that's fair. I also like busting your chops a little bit too, though. <laughs> Plus, I want to see if you know. Because I mean, I I'm sure I know, but you know. Right, right. I feel like this is like reverse psychology 101 here. More like uh one, because I never I was never good at psychology. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Marzins, which uh, comes from March in uh, German. These uh, these are typically brewed in March. Then they're left to ferment and kind of settle all through the summer months and kind of a, the, the we call them basements or whatnot. So they're not getting too hot. And then once fall rolls around, which is September, October, November, they crack these bad boys out. And then you have them for Oktoberfest. There's about three styles of Marzen which I can't talk to at all, but I'm familiar with the amber one, which is, mm-hmm. you know, toasted malts uh, or kilned malts is a new term I learned today, which just means toasted and dried. These are going to have kind of that amberish color. Mid ABV is about five to 6%, you know, if you're average one, which for Europe's fairly high for the US is average low. What's the flavor profile we're thinking here? What's it going to be? Uh, some malt, but not a lot of malt. Some like maybe some like sweet, ready aromas to it as well. Not a lot of hops, not a lot of bitterness. So the IBUs aren't going to be very high on most of these, which is good for our non-bitter type drinkers. Shout out to Irish Giant, wherever he may be. Yeah, 
So yeah, and you're right. That's going to have low, low hops. I mean, it does still have hops because you got to bring some of that sweetness down because the malt, the malted barley can be, uh, or toasted malted barley can be pretty, pretty Mm. sweet tasting. I believe the one we have today is from Brooklyn Brewery. Okay. And Brooklyn, I'd say Brooklyn's one of those, it tends to slip through the cracks, but I say it's a legacy craft brewery because they've been around forever. They've been around since they actually opened in 1988. Yeah. And I and I forget that they have been doing this for so long, and that they they've been kind of slogging it out because everybody knows the bigger people. Everybody knows about the Sierra Nevadas and your Sam Adams, but they kind of get not lost, but just kind of get oh oh Brooklyn, you're still here. Yeah, this Brooklyn was one of the first uh, like craft brews that I had uh, that was carried around here. Do you remember which one you had? I think it was is there is it Brooklyn IPA? Is that what it's called or Brooklyn? Can't remember. They used to have it on tap at uh, Smoky Bones. Yeah, it was like one of the only ones that was on tap other than, uh, I don't even know what else was on tap at the time. Probably like, of course, you had InBev, like the, the Budweiser's and stuff. And you had like, Brooklyn, I do remember as being one of those, that was a few craft taps that you did see at like the traditional, like, like yeah, Smoky Bones or Fridays or Ruby Tuesdays or wherever, like, you know, far with the TVs that, that were there before our beer got mainstream. Yeah, I think they had an IPA. They had a lager. Of course, they have some. They have some good stouts too, as well. But those are more seasonal, I want to say. But they've got a ton of other things too, like summer, they have a summer beer as well that they rotate through. Do you still find them? You have to. You have to remember them and look and actually look for them. But yeah, they're out there for sure. But yeah, they've been around like since 1988. They actually are located in Brooklyn. Nice. They had to move around a little bit because, again, prices of you know, property there are incredibly uh, expensive. They actually uh, they made a deal with Carlsberg to distribute in uh, the Europe and the UK and Hong Kong as well, too. And apparently, Carlsberg brews Brooklyn in Lithuania. Huh. For their European uh, distribution. That's cool. Yeah, they're, they're all over the place. They do, however, with a little bit of help. They are still, I don't know where the definitions lie, but they were, they're not bought out. But what looks like Japanese corporation Kirin acquired a 24.5 stake in the brewery October 2016. So that means they kind of fund them and they can, again, you can make deals with me, have that kind of money behind you to, to distribute in maybe in Japan or in Asia. So I wouldn't say that they've been bought out, but I'd say that they're, they do have a bit of weight behind them now for that. So, oh, well, I mean, as long as they're at least 51% owned by the owners and the, the company itself, it's should protect their integrity i mean because you can veto <laughs> you can veto everything just about mm. so yeah I, I assume they're still independent as far as i know it's uh my understanding which is not you know excellent <laughs> that would still qualify as independent mm. i'm looking at the can okay the can does have the independent brewery label on it or the sticker if you yeah of course this is an audio show so it doesn't help you listening <laughs> But it basically is a, a picture of a upside down bottle. And it just has, it just shows that the brewery is still independently and still considered craft, quote unquote. Has a bunch of definitions such as, you know, under X million bar- <coughs> barrels sold a year and blah, blah, blah. But of course, yeah, we have the uh, Brooklyn Oktoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm the only, well, since you mentioned it before, I'm the only one who opened it so far. So, I mean, if anybody else wants to catch up. More than I already poured mine. Oh, yeah. see, I, just, I poured mine during your talk there, Jim. So. <laughs> I see you did quieter than I did. Impressive. Well, gentlemen, yeah, shall we uh, 
look at it, sniff it, taste it, all the good stuff. I always forget how dark they are. The, you definitely see the caramel and maltiness of these Oktoberfests. That's how I know I think it's going to be good because it is darker. I've had other ones lately that are like lighter and they're not quite as flavorful, I would say. So I just I do like the darker Marzins because I've seen some light Marzins. Not that they're not good or anything, but they just to me, this particular beer shows that, oh, yeah, this is definitely a Marzin style. Not a lot of head, which is good for this kind of thing, because it's unless. Well, then again, it, it can be with depending on the type of glass you use, because uh, we'll maybe post that video of uh, it being poured into a boot. There had to be several starts and restarts on that. Yeah, that, that head could be uh, tricky sometimes. <laughs> smells good, though. Multi taste or smell. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the bread that they talked about before. I'm definitely getting that. Yeah, but like, what was it? What's that place where Texas Roadhouse, where they give you those like yeasty rolls with butter, but they're kind of sweet, a little hint of it? That's what it kind of reminds me of. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm thirsty, gentlemen. I'm going to taste this guy. Agreed. Yeah. That's smooth. It's nice. It is very smooth. It's a little more bitter than I was expecting, but not too bad. Yeah, it does kind of activate those on the side of the tongue. You get the bitterness. If those, if that's where the bitterness is, I forget what they. I remember the tongue diagram where the bitterness was. I, I can't remember right now. But it's definitely activating it a little bit. I like the bitterness because I find some margins are too sweet. So yeah. this is kind of a really nice balance for me. Yeah, not the bread doesn't really come through. Ooh. Not like the nose does, at least. The malts there, I don't know, a little bit of the bitter, not astringent. I don't know. <laughs> it yep, finishes pretty good. quick, you know, but I wouldn't think, expect a thing super complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's well balanced. I like it. Agreed. I assume your alls is chilled, not like room temp. Yep. Yeah, and again, it's, again, this was, uh, go back in the history of Marzen was brewed by the Prince for Oktoberfest for his, for, I think it was his birthday? birthday whatever it was uh go back i'm sure we talked about it on previous shows go back and listen to those shows for the next much but if you go to oktoberfest they they serve it in the steins and the steins you can't drink those very quickly so you definitely you, your beer does approach warm temperature and the taste profile does change so you'll get definitely more a little bit more flavor coming through as it warms up because again the, the chillness of the beer kind of can take away from the from the taste that's interesting. Well, I mean, they serve them in like, <laughs> like a liter Leaders. of yeah. beer. All right. Yeah, that might take a little bit to go through. It might warm up as it sits there, eating your pretzel and your mm. schnitzel. Plus, with the boot, also because you have to like turn the boot to make sure you don't get the bubble. So it takes <laughs> a little bit more uh, acrobatic drinking to make sure you don't spill it all over yourself. Thank you, Broken Lizards, for teaching us about how to drink from a the turn. Beer. Yeah, it, it it exists. It's real. I know it's a segue, but have you guys seen any? Is Broken Lizard still making stuff? I haven't seen them in a while. I think so. Yeah, they're still around. I know Heffernan and and oh, I can't remember the Max name, but he they they do it. They do a a firefighter TV show. I forget what it's called, but that was one of their last projects. I know I see Eric Stolhansky still doing stuff. I don't know if they're doing stuff together right now, but I know they're still active. Some of them are. Yeah, they did what. What was the last ones? The two Super Troopers two. Is that what I'm talking about? Yeah, I want to say there was another project they did too. After right after that, I can't remember what it was called. I have to look it up. Yeah, I thought they had a. Yeah, they had another. I thought they. I remember an interview with the guy, and he was t- talking about uh, something else coming out soon. But who knows? It's been so long. 
I think they're talking about actually making Weed Fest before, knock on wood, before uh, they, we lose. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> was it? I got his name. Gosh. Willie Hello. Nelson? Yeah, Willie Nelson. Thank you. There you are. He's old, man. Willie Nelson's like 90. Something. 90. And he's still touring. Well, uh, Chris, uh, God, what's the other guy? Chris. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, we're all, all of our brains are working at 100% right now. Really? Know, which Chris Christopherson? Is that his name? Yes. From, well, the he was the latest Whistler, but the Highwayman. Thank you. God, that's what I was going for. He's still around, I think, but he's he's like is he? old as shit. Is he? Fuck. I don't know. If not, he's old or dead. Sorry, guys. Right. Like, uh, hey, Jimmy I, Buffett. I, Sorry, guys. Uh, that sucked. Yeah, it sucked. Oh, the lead. Oh, did not to date the show, but the lead singer of Smash Mouth died. The former lead singer. Did he die or uh, is he? He's dead. No, he's dead. Okay. No, he did. Mm. Yeah, because me and Tommy are part of this other podcast Facebook group, and we saw somebody posted it. And then I was, and then people said, oh, it's a scam, it's a scam. And then I saw on, on uh, X, it's not even clear anymore, it's X now, that he has uh, passed away. I'm like, whoa, they were not joking around. Yeah. Yeah, so they had Super Troopers 2 in 2018 and Tacoma FD in 2019. That's they not have a show. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah, that's the show. And Quasi's coming out this year. Or right. That, this year. Quasi. Yeah. You know what? That's a, I actually watched Quasi, I think, right? Didn't it come out already? Yeah, yeah, it looks like it did. Mm, I, th- didn't see it. I think I was like up at three in the morning and I was like, I'm gonna watch this. I don't remember it at all. It looks like it's on Hulu. Um, yeah. came out in April. Yeah. Check it out. Okay. You guys ever? Oh, sorry, cut you off, man. Oh, no, no, have you I ever? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk over each other. All right, Tommy, give us some positive news. Have you ever drinking a boot? Have you ever done the boot drink uh, uh, or a competition for drinking the boots? I have not. Have you? Yeah, so we have a local uh, German restaurant around here. Uh, during their big nights, they do a competition where the the people that work at the restaurant challenge some a uh, group of guys, like five people, to uh, drink their big, large boot. So I don't remember how big it is, but I think it's like three feet tall or something like that. Yeah. And it's like you just do a relay race to see who finishes it. And uh, we did that once. And that was probably the worst, like... After that was like the worst 10 minutes of my life. Uh, I couldn't throw up and I couldn't, <laughs> it was just like, just so much liquid just trying to drink. And did you guys like, like share the boot or like you each had a boot or how'd that work? Yeah. So it was like, it was like a three foot tall boot and then we just passed it around just to really drink, basically drink as much as you could until you physically couldn't and pass it to the next person. And whichever team finished the boot first, uh, one, but wow. That's they were obviously cool. professionals and <laughs> professional alcoholics. Yeah. And we were, we were dumb. We got like a, like a dark beer or something like we, we picked like a good beer. It was just, it was just the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. I used to Impressive. be able to chug, chug pretty well. So I was like super confident and it was bad, bad news. But the food there is great. Hollerbox. Yeah. I was just there not too long ago. I know they, they had to, shut it down during the pandemic they couldn't do the, the challenge anymore I, I think they probably started it up again maybe yeah. i i don't know but then to not segue again they had to kind of cut back on our Oktoberfest this year for reasons i won't go into but last time i was there i ordered i think i ordered a, a liter of beer and then i started drinking it and then the, the bartender brings another one and i thought he was gonna start drinking with me for some strange reason he's like oh you already have it 
He's like, well, now you have two. Happy, <laughs> happy mistake. And I'm like, all right. And uh, I drank them both because I am not a quitter. That's right. Rehab's for quitters. <laughs> and that's a joke. Rehab's great for anyone. If you guys need Yes, anyone. please. Yeah, if you need, <laughs> please yeah. do that. Yeah. that is- Rehab and therapy are very important if you need them. Yes. Advocates for therapy and all that kind of good stuff. All right. This show has turned a little dark. My bad. <laughs> hey, dead celebrities and rehab. Hey, yo. <clears throat> Amy Winehouse for 500, Alex. Mm. Speaking of dead people. Man, just killing it today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> okay. Hey, Jimmy Carter's I don't know. still alive. Say what? Jimmy Carter's still alive. True. Amazing. True. You thought he, he he outlived Jimmy Buffett, Bob Barker, and then the lead the former lead singer of Smashville. I'm sorry, I don't know his name. I really, I really am. I just mm. lead singer, former of Smashville. Yeah, I'd forgotten Bob Barker passed away recently too. Because everybody thought he was already dead. <laughs> right. Fading to black here and uh, right. Spooky season is upon us. Yeah, days are getting shorter. Ah, uh, that's the worst. I I hate short days i love the long days in the early morning sun and the late sun but man it's like five o'clock outside and it's getting dark i'm like ah it's the worst yeah it's a bit much although i will someone who gets up early now i i will say i would rather prefer that it gets lighter later just so that i can oh it's i don't have to get up yet it's still dark outside even though i sort of have to try and start moving but it's just like when the when it's like the sun is blazing at like six well not six but like seven in the morning i'm like and i'm headed down our local highway I four here. The sun's right. It's that weird spot where you can't block it out with the with the car shades on on the top of the deck. And it's like I can't maneuver around to get out of the sun. I'm trying to get to work. Oh well, first yeah. world problems. Am I right? First world problems. If they'd, if they'd kill daylight savings time, we wouldn't have to have that problem as much. Mm-hmm. They passed it, right? I just uh, gotta go one more. Uh... One more round before they they do it. I've been following that. I know they've talked about it for a while. Is that state or is that federal? Uh, state, Florida. Okay. Sorry, yeah, but then right. federal. The problem with that is the federal government will still recognize it. So will be when you leave Florida, your clocks will have to set to whatever hour it is because you can't. Yeah. You need Congress to actually. Taken yeah, away. This is a non-political show. So. Exactly. I'm just I, I'm just saying what the process is. Whatever side you fall on, it would take an act of Congress to get it done. Good luck. Well, there it's are funny. some states. Sorry, go ahead, Tommy. Yeah, as I was gonna say, uh, it's funny because my brother he was stationed. He was in the Air Force and he was stationed in Hawaii, and then he he moved to Arizona, which both don't uh, they don't track recognize the, it. Yeah, recognize daylight savings time. So. They never changed their clocks for like whatever ten years that he was in the Air Force at that, uh, those locations. That's great. That's lovely. Like well, why are you so far out that you really don't need to? Because like traveling there that one time I did, it, you're so far ahead of everybody else. Or not? Is it ahead or like no later? Because you're like four or five hours back, and I remember just sitting in a bar in Honolulu and like watching the TV, and it's and it's like it's like three or four in the morning back home. It was just so weird of like, like you think of like where you're from. It's just like everything, everybody's asleep. Most everybody's asleep. And I'm still posting on Facebook. Like, hey guys, what's going on? Man, you, just, you just violated the first rule of travel, man. Like 
never think at the time <laughs> you're on local yeah. time, whatever you're on, that's what you're right. on, man. But the problem is, is that you look, but you're looking at, the t- you're looking, at, we're surrounded by technology and technology always kind of reminds you of things that you don't want to be reminded of. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's just like, Oh, I wonder what's happening over here. Oh, wait a minute. And then, yeah, but yeah, it's, it takes you out. But then I, I had to put the phone down and actually look, Hey, look outside. The, the, the sun is still setting. It's twilight. We're fine. Well, I'm going to try to put a non sequitur segue <laughs> into beard stuff. So let's let's give this a whirl. Uh, we are fall is a time of sports. It is sports is important. And to many winning, people. It is. And it's, it's a let's it's a great past. So it brings out. Uh, I mean, October is a time of MLB playoffs. Yep. And that shaky, itchy, scratchy segue leads us into sports and playoffs. Basically, you know, superstitions. Sport teams don't shave their beards when they're winning games in playoffs. Yeah, so I've heard. Especially, especially hockey. That's uh, it's been around since I can remember watching any any sports. That those guys, uh, once they get to the playoffs, they don't shave their beards and trim them until they either lose or yeah, until something changes. It's always been a, a popular thing. Uh, whenever I was playing sports, I probably wasn't really growing a beard at the time. So it was something we did in college, but we ended up doing it in college or uh, other sports that we like later on. But it was fun. Definitely, like, like I was saying, hockey, they do it a lot. Let's see the guys. It's obviously a little easier in hockey, a little more uh, expected, I think. But um, even some of the baseball players and teams, they'll do it as well. I'm trying to think of other sports that are common that they do it or they you you notice a difference maybe it's like some nba teams that kind of do it as well yeah i think i know james harden was known for his beard yeah i don't know if he was a playoff beard necessarily but because he never really changed it i do know some of them but again i don't know the nba doesn't have any like image rules that i it would seem that they would more than any like either hockey or baseball that they would like you gotta maintain this level of image because you're on tv a lot more not that baseball and hockey aren't i mean they do dip and stuff or they used to yeah. some baseball <laughs> so i mean i'm not I sure how much image quality they have i think baseball was more of a uh like a team rule like the yankees they weren't they weren't allowed to have beards or like facial hair it had to be like super trimmed and stuff and I think I remember maybe at one point they would do that just for the playoffs or something like that, that they were allowed to grow beards. But I think that was more of a team rule than a, a baseball rule. 80s. Wow. And I didn't realize it went back all the way back to the 80s reading about it. It's, it's And again, as a kid, you really don't pick up on it. It's like, oh, that's, that guy has a beard. Oh, oh okay. And But you never really listen to the interviews because that's when the players would talk about it. Yeah, so a beardaholic uh had an article about um, superstitions and having playoff beards. So that's what we're kind of referencing. Talks about you know, the playoffs uh, back in the 80s that the hockey players used to follow the superstition about not shaving while they're in the playoffs and stuff like that. They wouldn't trim or anything until they would either lose or uh, something would happen. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool because they, they very, very briefly link it back to like viking beards or whatever but like there is a, a history of like growing your beard and not shaving it and, and you know if you're winning <laughs> or killing others and winning your battles and mm-hmm. putting bells and trinkets and whatnot in it so it's kind of a i assume that's where it comes from that the article didn't really 
reference it much, but yeah. that's kind of cool. You know, I like to link back to the history. Okay, so there are there are rules. No more shaving once playoffs begin. Okay, that makes sense. Trimming is acceptable only after a loss. Hmm. If right. A team the, the, loses the, a, yeah. Go ahead. I was saying I find it interesting that the they're allowed to trim the beard if they lose, but not knocked out. Yeah. yeah. Players shave the beard when the team is eliminated. Team wins, beard stay. It makes sense. Yeah, you have, you have to trim it to uh, improve your luck, actually. So you have to trim it a little bit to get that extra extra luck for the next game. Mm. Yeah, okay. Shave off the bad, keep the good. Mm-hmm. My first read, I was like, Brian Wilson, the, the Beach Boys? <laughs> 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 but I forget that Brian Wilson is a very common name. But yeah, apparently Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher. But yeah, it's. I know we've talked about it before where – I think if you again go back to the previous shows where they had the weird, we talked about weird sports beards, and they had the dude that had like this, like it was a snake, like the the monkey tail. That was it. They had the monkey oh, tail God, beard. Monkey tail. That's the worst beard. I'm like, wow, that's some of the weirdest. But again, I mean, what we saw is baseball is like I'm, I'm I was, I'll, I'll come out and say it. I'm not the the biggest baseball fan. It, but it's it's kind of having a resurgence a little bit. So I mean, but then again, I mean, it's it's the action is definitely. A little bit longer, so players need to like maybe try and find a way to stand out, so they'll do stuff like that. We're talking baseball here. Yeah, I think it's come back. Well, I hear I hear it's a little bit more people talking about baseball than maybe before. But then again, maybe I'm listening to a certain podcast or a certain podcaster talks about watching the Braves. So, yeah, I think it's definitely uh, a little more popular than the recent years. Um, I played baseball or followed baseball since I was uh, a kid, so but it definitely. Uh, slow down a little bit i definitely i haven't been following it as much but it, it the last couple of years i i've been watching it a little bit more so even <clears> with me it's been picking up so you know ironically enough i i like watching baseball at least like playoffs and, and obviously the world series or the series but uh it's entertaining and fun i i wouldn't want to be a player because like it's a brutal schedule i mean i can't remember like it's like a hundred plus games or something but i think like almost like 100 i think it's like 168 or something like that or 58 yeah, there's only 365 days in a year, so you're you're on the road for probably at minimum half the year, and they don't yeah. even play. Yeah, and they don't even play a whole year. It's what eight months or something, whatever it is. Not even. Yeah. That's a hard pass. <laughs> but yeah, I like the playoffs. They're fun. Probably because all those kid movies where they're everything is about the playoffs, right? You know. Yeah. Or getting your ball lost in the yard where you had to go get it from. Uh... Sandlot, giant dog, yeah, classic, classic. Some guy named Baby Ruth. <laughs> uh, that doesn't date us. I don't know what will. <laughs> what will. Yeah. Well, I guess we're moving into November and in a couple of months. So you guys gonna do the no shave November? Thinking about it, maybe uh, grow a mustache, just the mustache. I've never done the just the mustache. I've done the shaving and. uh not shaving for the rest of the month that I probably will just because that's basically what this is. I shave and then I get lazy and I don't shave for a couple of weeks. And then, well, my issue is with like the, if you're not allowed to shave the neck beard, that's the worst part of the beard because when you have like underneath, it's just, it's like on the neck. It's just, it's not pretty. That's brutal. And it's like, I don't, is it a violation of November if you just shave your neck instead? And then just leave the rest there. I, I, it, uh, maybe I top it for another show, but as we get closer to it, maybe I'll look that up. Yeah, we'll circle around back to November. Sp- 
speaking of circling down the drain no that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> the death spiral oh. all right <clears throat> don't well. be a turkey and yeah that doesn't that's not going anywhere yeah that's not going anywhere all right so it sounds like we got knocked out of the playoffs so let's uh move on to something that'll help us grow some hair on our chest and our faces let's uh get into this whiskey that is a plan sounds good to me not gonna lie yeah my favorite part of the show <laughs> i like my whiskey yes sir who does not not that this group at least or rather we all like it double negatives are hard tommy you want to tell us what we're <laughs> <laughs> tommy do you want to tell us what we're having yeah let's get into this so we're uh getting into our whiskey part of the show tonight we got the uh wild turkey 101 rye i haven't had the rye yet so this is uh exciting for me um, Wild Turkey 101 is one of my favorite uh, go-to whiskeys, so I'm excited. Again, Wild Turkey 101 Rye. Yeah, so I did a little bit of internet searching, and you know, I sat in my toilet reading my, <laughs> my research for uh, this whiskey, <laughs> and uh, which is just a generic term for any kind of research. That's the joke. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So apparently, this was pretty common for a while. Then, like in 2012, during the Great Whiskey Shortage. They they pulled back on this, so they stopped making the 101 and just made their like 84 or 81 percent. Yeah, I saw that. I saw it discontinued in the 2012 on what I'm saying. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, it's not good. But then they got four or five years later, they brought it back, and now now it's everywhere. But well, I say it's everywhere. I've seen it in most stores I've gone into. I don't drink a lot of rye normally, so this should be uh, should be a fun adventure for us all. I'm I'm a rye guy, so I'll definitely enjoy this. Same. As far as statistics goes, it's 101 proof. It's a non-age statement, but it's around maybe four years-ish. Probably should have at least be four years. Mash bill is going to be about 51% rye, 37 corn, 12 barley, malted barley, excuse me. We're keeping with the malted theme here. Ooh. I'll save the price point for the end. Let's, let's do this. Light caramel straw color. Yeah, I can see. I was gonna say straw, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's apparently that's the the visual for for whiskeys. Apparently, it's like oh, it looks like straw. With <laughs> straw, I guess as long as it doesn't taste like straw, we're doing okay. Exactly. Yeah, that's a little darker than I was expecting, but oh, that smells really good. Mm-hmm. Definitely some caramel. I'm getting that. A little bit, a little bit of pepper. Pepper. Some yeah. honey. <laughs> you right. <laughs> well, you stick your, your giant schnoz in the nose of the glass is not the best methodology. For 101, it's it's like it doesn't have a lot of uh, kick on the nose. Right? Yeah, it's very subdued. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with you, Tommy. Are you getting anything else on that? There's a little sweetness at the end, but I can't get it. I can't figure out what it is. Yeah, I know some people have been said like, you know, some baking spices maybe, or even like mint. Sometimes some rye, the last rye we had was a mint, really minty flavor on the nose. Yeah. But I don't really kind of get that here. I know that the, from the description, eucalyptus is a descriptor that I'm seeing. That again, I don't know what eucalyptus smells like. I don't know what that's supposed to reference. Is it it's, more uh, again mint? It's kind of minty. <laughs> as far as I, yeah. Think of the the, the fancy uh, bed bath. Bed Bath Beyond, no. Bath and Body Works, fancy mm. smell, eucalyptus is all up in there. They don't get that at maybe, all, though. 
Maybe some cherry. Mm. Like very dark. Yeah. Well, are we ready to uh, taste it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Salute. Mm. Definitely get the spiciness on the tongue. Yeah. The initial taste. That's what I was going to say. I'm definitely getting the black black pepper on that uh, first first uh, sip. I'm getting a lot of the like toasted or caramelized sugar almost on mine with a like, hint of pepper in the back maybe. Right. It, that's weird. I, it's opposite for me. I'm getting the, I got the pepper first and then the kind of the caramel oak towards the back of it really. At first I kind of held it in my mouth a little bit and I got the spice at first but then the next sip it was more in the back. Maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit of OT-ness. I don't know. It's like, it's kind of a hard flavor profile to identify. Yeah, it's like, like almost like that dusty corn. Yeah. OT, like. I don't know what dusty corn is, but you said it. I'm like, that's 100% what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either, but. No one's trying to figure out what that means, dusty corn. It's, hmm. it's like the yeah, leftover uh, dust in a bag of. I don't, I don't know. No, it's, it's yeah, but it's not a bad flavor because, no. like again, corn you get like the the sweetness of like because that's why that's why whiskey's made with corn is because it has that sweetness to it. Hey, high, high fructose corn syrup. Not to compare it with this, but again, that's where a lot of sweetness comes <laughs> from corn. I get more of the sweetness and uh, like the woody flavors on the at the end and uh, on the nose now. Yeah, it's definitely more complex. Than I was giving it credit for or thinking before we had tasted it. Um, definitely kind of a lot going on there. It's it's a quick, it's really kind of fast to finish. But yeah, lots going on there. Yeah, the sweetness goes away pretty quick, but then I get like a almost that extra like spiciness at the end. I like it. Yeah, I can see that. I agree with that. Yeah, it's definitely because like when I saw that, I'm like, oh, it's discontinued. I'd buy a bottle of this for sure. How's the proof for you, uh, James? It's it's actually you know, I, it doesn't taste like a one on one. If you handed me this blind and you said, "Hey, it's just a rye whiskey from Wild Turkey," I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty good." And then it, if you would tell me that after that, this is one on one, I'm like, I wouldn't believe you. It, it doesn't taste like a one on one to me. I agree with that, as in it doesn't really taste like a one on one. But if you swallow it wrong, <laughs> it definitely burns oh, yeah. like a one on one. Yeah, maybe my, my palate is changing because I have been drinking more whiskeys just straight and sipping them a lot more. And this, there is definitely a different style. And it's not just shooting it because there's some people who's like, I'm just going to shoot it. And like, no, you can't really do that. I'm not saying swish around in your mouth or anything, but just let it linger for just a little bit before you swallow it and you should be fine. You're not supposed to swish it like glycerine? Come on now. If you want to do that, that's up to you. I mean, it's if you that's how that's how you get up in the morning. I mean, I, 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 well, I was going there. Hey, you, you brought Listerine. I think the rule is you're supposed to switch it based on the number of years it is for that many seconds. So this is like a four year. You're supposed to switch it for four seconds for your tasting notes. I have never heard that before. And by by swishing, you mean uh, just keeping your mouth in it. Yeah. No, in your mouth. In your mouth. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> really stings your gums. There was this riffing on Tommy's story. There, there was this, uh, like, it looked like like two thousand circa video. Of this guy telling you how to drink scotch, 
and he's just like chewing on it you know and telling us how this is how you drink it i'm like i don't want to chew my whiskey you know to sip it and enjoy it oh he spits out the first sip i'm like come on bro i mean here's your 20 year old scotch i'm gonna spit out the first sip but sure with wine i get that when you do the 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 the, the swish and the spit but like with whiskey no yeah I, it's well you yeah it's you you're wasting scotch yeah well, for just right. tasting, you're, you're just trying to get like a the taste of it. You're not trying to get drunk. But I mean, if you're drinking whiskey, at least get a little buzzed. Come on now. Mm-hmm. That's definitely really that's that's good. That's a good whiskey. I like that. Well, I will now tell you the price point because it's it's actually very affordable. It's uh, at least in Virginia and a couple of the places I looked about twenty eight bucks for a seven fifty milliliter and. Not and the leaders about the same price, about thirty five something like that. Mm. So very very affordable. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I this is really nice actually just by itself. I would I don't know. I, I'm like, do I want to mix this? I think it's if you like rye cocktails, I think this is probably a go to for you because that that flavor profile is going to come through. It's going to be boozy enough to use Irish Giants term to uh, do its job, and then you can still taste it <laughs> right at the end mm. of the day. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely try this in a like an old fashioned. I think it'll stand up. It'll give that, especially if you like rye old fashions. Uh, mm-hmm. That's usually my uh, go to measurement. I don't. I don't do too many other cocktails with whiskey, but I tried like Manhattan Manhattans and stuff. But it's usually an old fashioned for me. Yeah, Greg, you do. Oh. Did you do Tom Collins? Greg? Uh no, I do a fancy. Uh, Old fashioned, it's the uh, lemon smash where you just add mm. mint to it, basically. Okay, but you do whiskey sours, though, don't you? Yeah, I whiskey did. sours. Oh, okay, I mean, I I kind of bend whiskey sours and and old fashions kind of in the same bin because they're mm. similar enough. But yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing this at Total Wine down here for twenty eight ninety nine. There also is a rare breed rye. Nice. Dry. For sixty four ninety nine, I may have to look out for that. I think I've had that before. I, this is good. I, I, I'll definitely be picking up a bottle of this. Uh, like I said, Wild Turkey One Hundred One, just the base bottle, is one of my go to daily drinkers. If, if I don't know what I'm, I feel like drinking, that's usually what I go to. So uh, nice. the rye just gives it that extra, the extra spice that I like. So this might be my new uh, go to. Hey hey hey! Got a convert here. Razzle, uh, Razzle surprise you. Razzle will surprise you. Well, Razzle Dazzle there. I mean, I, I mostly drink, I mostly drink rye. I actually, I lately, I, I, two bottles I have bought were not rye, but again, I just like, I've been on, I've been hooked on rye. I, I've been drinking the, the Widow Jane Applewood aged rye. Oh, yeah. In the past couple, couple weeks. So, yeah, I've been, yeah. Rye are my specialty, especially right now. Final thoughts? It sounds like this is a, a winner. Uh, a thumbs up around the table, maybe, or sideways down? Or... For sure. Yeah, definitely. For the price yeah. and how smooth it was, I could see uh, people that are not even into whiskey starting with this and not being too uh, too upset. Yeah. And I get behind that. All right, friends. So we had a wonderful rye whiskey from... Wild Turkey 101. Excellent, yep. excellent stuff. We also had a wonderful Oktoberfest or a Marzen from Brooklyn Brewing. Your independent brewery, Brooklyn Brewing. Yep. And we read a eh, 
interesting article about beards and uh, how you don't shave them if you are superstitious. Look so. for them in the, uh, in the playoffs if you watch MLB. Yep, and hockey, NHL. So where can All people right. find us, Greg? Do you know where? Can you tell <laughs> us where? I can internets and Googles. Let's see. Yeah, Internet no. Googles. Where can you find Beards, Brews, and Bourbons podcast? I see that we are on Facebook. So we do have the Facebook outlook. Or, uh, we are on Facebook and we are on threads. I don't think we're actually on threads. We're not. Um, maybe we will be. Maybe we won't be. I don't know. I it, It's it's weird. We're, I, it seems we're, gimmicky. But... Yeah, it does. I mean, it, we're not on Instagram either, but we are on Facebook, which is all owned by Meta anyway. So I don't know. We'll see. We are on uh, other sites like TikTok. We do. We are on TikTok. We're going to try to get you a hot new video. We haven't put anything out in a while, but uh, maybe this beer pour might make it on there here shortly. So we are on TikToks. So that is, what's our name of our handle for TikTok, Jim? I think uh, Bourbon Beards, I believe Bourbon is the name. Yeah. And we... We were on this kind of bird service, and now we're on this. There's no more birds. Bird is dead. Birds aren't real, Greg. Birds are real. So now it is X. uh, It's called X, and then my app, weirdly enough, says X Alpha. Of course, led by the glorious or glorious new overlord, uh, Elon Musk. But basically, just call it X, and we are on that as Bourbon Beards as well. At symbol Bourbon Beards. We do not have a blue check mark, but if you want to throw some money at us, I will gladly maybe buy us one for eight dollars a month if you don't mind helping out. We'll see. That's the plug for join us on our Patreon account. We also are our Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. If you check there on Patreon, you can sign up. We don't have a lot of content there, but we always appreciate you know your nickels and uh, dimes. change dimes. Yeah. Let's try like you can try pennies, to think of a British term. Take pennies. Um, Loonie? Well, no, loony. Six pence. Six pence. Okay. None the register. And your shekels. Yes. <laughs> so we are on most of the medias. We do have an email. We like listening or uh, reading your emails. It is uh, hosts at bbbpodcast.net, which implies we have a web address at bbbpodcast.net. Yep. It is a work in progress. It's been a work in progress for three or four years. How long the show's been running for? That tells you how important it is to us. So, but we do get the emails, and we appreciate your emails. So send them through there. Send them through the social medias, and we always like hearing from y'all. So please reach out. Yeah. On that note, I guess we should uh, sashay over to the, uh, the silent B then. All right. Let's make some sashay music, guys. And that's the show. everyone you have made it through the end show credits and the wonderful music there uh hopefully you hit us up on the social media as you're listening to the little extra there or outro i guess is the correct term now we are in the silent b this is part of the show that does not fit with the others it is the ramblings of a crazy person an interesting person a stupid person uh i'm gonna say i'm all three or none i don't know guys <laughs> lots of stupid on this side but uh this is the part again doesn't fit 
super R-rated. I've said it twice now, so we're going to start dropping the fuck bombs. Um, <laughs> just to get it out there. Let's not be shy. Today's topic, because we like to, again, I guess we say with the Silent Bees, if you haven't listened to the show before, which what we do, always stay to the end. And this is the part where we just kind of riff off interesting ideas. So interesting to me lately is the generative AI, which is ChatGPT. This is mid-journey where you can use natural language to describe some kind of you know, image to an AI and it paints you a pretty picture. It generates a text and makes you a story or, you know, basically it's Google and steroids, lots of steroids. Mm -hmm. And so that is a really long non sequitur to what I'm going to talk about now. So generative AI can be used for a lot of different things. And so I'm just going to play a clip of music for you here. It's about I don't know, a few seconds of it here. We're going to listen to it on our end. Hopefully you'll listen to it on your end and then we'll chat about it and we'll just see where that goes. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Come on, Barbie, let's go party, because I'm in a Barbie world. It goes into the Spice Girls after that, then it goes <clears> into <throat> uh, some other random female artists I'm not familiar with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I preface that that is actually quite a bit of manual labor of the artist who created it. So he is sampling, obviously, Johnny Cash there, um, pulling out like clean audio from, from various records and whatnot. Then he's singing the audio himself in a separate channel, and he's he's imitating Johnny Cash and the cadence that he says, and, and and also the kind of the the speech pattern, and then he's combining them together. So it's not just like a one stop, you know, auto record. It's not auto tunes on steroids. Did you steroids again? Uh, there is quite a bit of labor going into it, but as you heard from that, that's uncannily good. I mean, yeah. had I just heard it, well, actually, I was plan for my wife earlier today she's like huh i didn't realize he had sung this <laughs> i'm like yeah, yeah. Uh, i will say listening to it with headphones as i like as i concentrate it it sounds like him but it i can tell it's fake because there are as someone who's a big johnny cash fan he's got how do i say it like the like details of how he sings i can tell that's generated because it's he, none of those things are there, and I know they're sample. It's the same tones from it's from it's from a, a Folsom Prison Blues, Folsom County Blues, yeah, or prison. Yeah. And depending on what version you listen to, he does it differently, but it's still him. But he still does it differently with pitches. That one's the same every time. So they, if you sample it from one source, it still sound. I can still hear the AI in it so i i can tell it's fake but again a lot of people wouldn't tell if they're not a big fan of that artist yeah no i would agree <laughs> i actually like johnny cash and i'm like it sounds pretty real to me so i'm not i don't have all the subtle details i'm not a cash head i'm not exactly sure the, the terminology there i didn't know we were called anything but yeah i'm just yeah it's i've been listening to him for a while and it's like i've got pretty much other than the 
other than the religious stuff, I've got pretty much most of the songs he's done, including live action or live uh, performances. And it's just like, there's just that quality that this AI can't reproduce. And it's, right. and it's like it's stock. It's stock. audio. Yeah. I think that's a good, that's a good phrasing. It doesn't have the necessarily authenticity that you would maybe have from him. But for, you know, a dude singing it and, and syncing it up to some generative AI, it's it's pretty spot on, dude. I mean, yeah, I, it's it's a good it's a good rendition. I mean, I wouldn't have found it if I or like posted it if I not thought it was impressive. Yeah. But there is AI out there that can, because again, other shows have been experimenting with it. And if you have enough audio of you out there, mm-hmm. they can take the audio and make you say or sing stuff. And then there's this, there's this one show I won't say the show, but like uh, one of the hosts, they make him sing wait, uh, from um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Everything I do, I do it for you. <laughs> and they reproduced him singing it. And it's uncanny how it sounds like him. And what they play is a goof, but I'm like, wow, that's that's crazy that you can just take as much. And of course, I think it's one of those AIs you have to pay for. And but if you have enough audio of somebody, you can do that with them. Um, and it's that's just insane to me. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how like I mean I, I I've listened to Johnny Cash, but I don't know. I mean I wouldn't. I, I probably haven't listened to more than like you know five or six songs. It is it's all stuff that I, you know on the radio or something. But I mean, I wouldn't have known if it was it wasn't him singing it. And it's definitely so. It's it's amazing to me. It's it's so different than just like them. You know, he's not saying those words. He's like, and they're just cutting it in. And it's not like auto tune, like you were saying. It's like you know the tones and stuff of him singing it. Uh, the, just the AI is getting crazy now. Just being able to uh, re- re- reproduce somebody's voice and stuff to say those things without, you know, he could have never said those words ever in his life. And, you know, right. he's singing it. Yeah. I mean, that kind of brings up the, the ethics question, you know, like <laughs> you can, well, Jim's talking about the goof, but when it's what happens when it's not a goof? What happens when you're saying or singing stuff that you would, you know, be adamantly against, or you know, like Spice Girls? Like I'm not going to sing Spice Girls, and then you're up there singing Spice Girls, or uh, I don't know. And no offense to Spice Girl fans, I'm sure they're wonderful audience, they're mm-hmm. wonderful <laughs> musicians. But or what about our our friend Smash Mouth, who just you know recently passed? I'm sure he would not be happy people singing. I don't know the Smurf songs with him. I don't know, maybe, so, but some artists are embracing it. Um, uh, Grimes, which you know used to be married to uh, X Men himself, not Charles Xavier, but uh, Musk. Uh, <laughs> she's embracing it. She's letting all her friend, uh, sorry, fans take the audio and and reproduce it and like kind of like a like a YouTube, you know, how YouTube everyone started like creating their own content. Uh, or these three guys on the podcast creating their own content. Like the technology's allowed it to the point where anyone could do it. Now, you know, uh, fans can again recreate her her music, and and it sounds you know just like her or whatever. Uh, right, and that's it, fine if you're the artist that allows that. But again, if like um, I forget what it was, but they put out like some rap albums or some or some rap songs. I forget what the artist was, but they the artist had to go back and be like, nope, send a cease and desist. Yeah, scrub the internet and get it off 
And the ironic thing is, is that in the future where you have these people putting out these deep fakes or whatever, you're going to have to use another AI to recognize those AI kind of copies or forgeries right. to help you try and scrub the internet. So it's going to be AI wars where it's like, well, I designed this AI to stop your AI from doing this thing. So it's just going to be like back and forth, back and forth for a while, I think coming up. Yeah. To add a layer of complexity upon that, uh, the major uh, label music album labels are kind of sort of embracing it where they're trying to get ahead of the curve instead of like being the Napster where they're like 20 years behind everyone. They're trying to get ahead of it this time. And they're trying to partner with like ChatGPT and, and Claude from Anthroponics uh, to kind of sign some contracts. So it'll be, what am I trying to say here? It, it, go back to the YouTube. When YouTube came out, everyone hated it. All the music labels hated it, but now everyone embraces it. So they're trying to kind of, kind of create that lucrative money-making scheme where you can maybe license the sound of Kurt Cobain for the one song that you want to do and that you've written, you want him to sing. And then you can post and he would be he would be totally against that if oh, he was God, alive. He'd be against that. Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah. I mean Courtney, uh the Courtney mm. Cox. Uh, love. Love, Courtney Love. She loves the money, so I'm sure she'd be happy for all that. But uh I, I don't think Kurt Cobain would necessarily <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. But it's gonna happen, it's coming. I mean, whether you want it or not, or think it should happen, it's gonna be here sooner than you think. Yeah, it's uh I don't see a way that it can be stopped really. And it's, it's, you just, again, like I said before, you're just going to have to kind of uh, fight, keep fighting. And again, just use your own computer resources to kind of halt if you're against it or like support it, like other artists have, like where it's like, okay, it's fine. You want to use my likeness. But again, you have a certain charge or whatever you charge your fans to do that or have access to that content where they can use to make, write their own songs using your voice. But I don't see any major artists like Taylor Swift doing that right now. I, especially the touring ones that are making the money off the tour, they don't want to have to share that kind of money. And then, I mean, hey, and then they get the record labels that are like, well, uh, they're very jealous of their money, so they're not going to let they only let them stand outside and and listen to the music outside. You, maybe that's a venue thing where it's like, oh, you can't stand outside and listen to music, so you have to go somewhere else. So it's like it's going to be this kind of like constant battle between like, okay, no, this is our money. No, this is our money. And it's going to be a big mess. Yeah, it's going to be a big mess. I don't know which way I stand on it. I mean, I obviously like, you know, technology and cool stuff you can do with it. So, and I don't like labels, record companies, because they always screw the little person as much as possible. Uh, you know, so I hear not to be sued. So I hear that's what they do. But, uh, yeah, one thing it was for and nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. Well, but you know, I can understand both sides. Like the writer strike that's still going on. You yeah, know, they don't want to do it. They don't have to be forced into it and cleaning up the AI's shittiness or whatever. Um, but you know, it's a tool to use. It's a tool in your toolbox. So why would you not embrace it to some extent? Yeah, but I. I still kind of stand with the, the strikers i understand why they want kind of control over their own likenesses so it's still even if i do a job for you as an actor actress uh whatever i i a writer i shouldn't have to have my likeness or art used there should be more nuance to the I, I i can sell you this product i've made and then we should agree on 
what you plan to do with it in the future with AI, I should the artist should have initial control over that and then be able to say, you know what, if, if, if they want to sell it away, great. But give them right. that option to be able to do it. And not just because they you let them, just because the artist got recorded by you or is used by you doesn't mean you own their likeness. I mean, that, that goes all the way back to uh, uh, Back to the Future 2 with Crispin Glover. <laughs> And yeah. so they and they used his likeness without permission, even though he recorded Back to the Future One. He wasn't in he wasn't in Back to the Future Two, and he sued and he won. Uh, yeah. And and that's what a lot of these artists want now is they want control over their own likenesses. Yeah, but I I think we should bifurcate or separate you know major Hollywood or music industry from like you know Joe and. Uh, I don't know the random YouTube content creator, you know, he's doing this stuff. Mm. I mean, yeah. You can modernize your stuff, I guess somewhat on YouTube, but I don't know. I, I go back. I like Kirk Bain. I like Nirvana. I think it's some of the greatest music ever created. Uh, and I would love to hear more of it, you know, and there's a certain greedy part of me who would really like to hear new stuff. Uh, and it's not new. It's not new. Okay. Someone it's, created, but it's well, not AI created it, and but it's not. It is. I I disagree with you. It's not new. It's 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 this AI just took what it knows of Kurt Cobain and Nirvana and mixed it in a mixing bowl in, in its in its brain and and create and made this. It's not new Nirvana. It, it can never be new Nirvana because Nirvana doesn't exist anymore. So I, I I have to disagree and say no. It's not new. It's just a kind of regurgitation of what of what the AI thinks it should be. And yeah, I know it sucks that we'll never get something new from like, like, like artists like him or, or John Lennon or, or, or Amy Winehouse or any of those uh, folks, but that's just the way art works really. So it's, I can't, it doesn't, I can't it doesn't have to be that, <laughs> you know, I think it I mean, does. John Lennon has like how many songs unrecorded? Like there's probably like, I don't know. That's different books worth. That's a different thing. Unrecorded music is completely different because he created it. And AI okay. didn't take his likeness and then just fucking threw it up. Have you heard that uncreated uh, music? If AI, no. if AI can take that music that's written and actually put a voice and sound to it, how is that new music from John Lennon? Well, that's, again, but he wrote it. Yeah. But now you're hearing it. You you've never heard it, right? So now it's still, but it's still from him. It's I can still trace it back. The to words him. are Kurt Cobain. I can't. He didn't write. If he didn't write the song, and AI does a song on AI, that's not Kurt. I can't trace it back to Cobain. That's the AI imitating Cobain. I mean that that's a they, fair distinction. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess in the audio, I guess is likeness. It's not the same either because the. the inflections and timbre i mean you know all that's gonna be quite different probably maybe i don't know <laughs> i mean but as we heard the johnny cash was like 90 percent accurate even with, with some human intervention going on there you know and with time and money that 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 gets a uh, narrower and narrower how different it sounds right so if i think that's some of the limitation right now is just how much uh people are or how much it costs to you know, do that and how much time it takes to uh, put in more information. But I think, uh, you know, as time goes on and you keep adding to that, that algorithm of Johnny Cash, he, he, he could have made it 
even better and you might not even know that it's different you know yeah. the more samples you have the more the better closer it, it sounds yeah, yeah i hurt myself today Sorry, but that's one of my favorite Johnny Cash. That's another comedian's bit. You know, but uh, from Nine Nails, it's a great cover. I'm just an AI copy. uh, You've stolen my likeness from the internet, and now I'm still dead. I'm. I mean, uh, you know, whatever, five, ten years ago, we thought uh, hologram concerts were going to be happening, but nobody wants to go to go to a concert. And... No, I would have gone to a hologram concert because yeah, one, it's still maybe his once. art and it's a hologram. Once. But... I'd see it, but it doesn't sound that great, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had reverb. I would be so crazy. <laughs> Old man cash renditions. All right. Speaking of dead artists, I gotta go pick this up broadcast artists. is about <laughs> dead artists. <laughs> Can't stop. That's in my head now. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, I don't think we're gonna have a, a nice bow in this conversation. It's not gonna wrap itself, unfortunately, because it's an evolving technology and uh, opinions differ. But it's interesting to think about. Yeah. It is. And it's, it's, you know, we'll just have to wait and see, see what happens. Yeah. Maybe it'll be holograms. Maybe it'll be <laughs> back to the future with, uh, with, uh, Eric Stoltz. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the flash? Yeah, I did. You did? Okay. Yeah. Eric Stoltz. Oh, shit. I totally did not get that joke until you said it. Yes. You didn't? <laughs> really? No. No, it did not make any sense. I, I enjoyed uh, um, Nick Cage as Superman. As Superman, well as, yeah. Because I have always wanted to see that because I'm like, I can't imagine this, but I want to imagine it. And then no, I didn't have to imagine it. I had some shitty <laughs> CGI. I showed it to me. So. Mm. Uh, AI maybe did that for you. There you go. No, that was all human labor. That was mm. hundreds of hours of human labor for that, but not in the near future. All righty, Internet world. We appreciate you listening to us. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I am your host, Greg Scott. And with me, I have two most excellent gentlemen. This is Jay Beaverton. And Tommy G. Hope you enjoyed the show. I am completely confused, the host. (laughs) It's a robot. It's a robot. <laughs> ah, come to get us. Let's crush our skulls with the robot foot. All right, guys. And that's the show. <laughs>